Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. The title today is Remembering God's Grace. Remembering God's Grace, Mark 8, 14 to 21. And last week we started in on this, and, I, and we talked about not forgetting what God has done for us. If you weren't here, get the CD, go on the podcast. But it's so important not to forget what God has done for us. And I started out telling a funny story about Ron. Ron and Linda moved this past week. Uh, they're getting settled in. But I told a funny story about Ron and I when we were very, very hungry one time. And it's a funny, funny story. But it's ironic that it fell on last week because that was their last week here. And on the way out, uh, he mentioned to me, you know, it's funny. The last week I'm here, you tell this story about, you know, me starving, almost starving you to death. But uh, listen to the CD. But uh, the, the, you forget, the, you also told a story about me when I was on, just first got here. I was only here about a month, and you told a story about me. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to be able to stay at this church because now everybody's going to think I'm some crazy man. And the story he reminded me, I told that I'd forgotten. And he had just started coming to church, and he knew I was from a farm, and we started telling stories. And he said, yeah, I just was trying to shoot a woodchuck this past week, and, and I missed the woodchuck, and I hit my tractor. And I think it was a tire. He hit, he popped the tire or something. But, but he hit the tractor. I can't remember exactly where he hit it, but I think it was the tire. And, and, and we were laughing about that. And I said, well, Ron, where you're moving, he's been sending me pictures, and there's actually bear, bears on his property uh, roaming right across the lawn. I said, Ron, if you shoot at a bear, don't miss it. You know, so I was telling him that. And we were having a good time joking about that. But it's fun to reminisce and tell stories and remember stories all the time, but it's really important if it's a spiritual story, something that God has done in our life. It's very, very important that we don't forget what God has done in our life. And that's what we're going to look at today. Let me start with some prayer. Father, we thank you for bringing us here today. Your grace, your mercy, bringing us here. And we're going to be talking about your grace, remembering that grace. And Lord, I just pray that your grace would take us the next step now. Another step forward in our faith. Whatever we're going through, wherever we are on this spiritual journey, that because of your word, because of the worship in your word now, that we would take another step forward on this spiritual journey, a step of grace. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let me pick it up with Mark chapter 8. We'll pick it up with verse 14. We're only reading the second half of the story here. And you probably noticed I missed a little section in our few verses. Come next week. I'm saving it for Communion Sunday. But we'll pick it up verse 14. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, It is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered, seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? 
Now, last week we started on Mark chapter 8, and we read the beginning part, and we focused on how we talked about forgetting Jesus' miracles, how he had fed 5,000, back in Mark chapter 6, he had fed 5,000 people. They get a smaller crowd, this time it's only, only 4,000, and they, they panicked again. We don't, where are we going to get the food? Where are we going to get the food? And Jesus is standing right there in front of them. Make sure you get that, and you say, how could they forget this, right? And I was, I was probably a little hard on the disciples, uh, the apostles last week, call them lots of names, but you know why? It's because it's us. We connected the dots. They, those dodos, are us today. We're all just like that, right? Anything we say about them, we have to, you know, it's like pointing the finger. There's three fingers pointing right back at us, right? It's, it's, they are, this is a reflection. That's a mirror of us, and that's our life. And we talked about that, how we do the same thing. We freak out all the time, and, or we react in fear instead of faith. We also talked about the significance of the two feedings. Remember, the, fi the feeding of the 5,000 was for the... Jewish people, the feeding of the 4,000 was for the Gentiles, okay? Two different feedings. And how Jesus, the bread from heaven, is sufficient for everybody. Anybody who puts their faith in Jesus Christ, Jew or Gentile, can be saved. Jesus is sufficient for all of us, okay? So that's what we kind of talked about last week. Today I want to talk about how, it, how important it is to remember what God has done in the past. That's the key to moving forward in faith today. If we don't focus on and remember what he's done in our life, we cannot take steps of faith forward today. Very, very important. But first I want to take a look back, before we even look at this passage, I want to look back in the Old Testament. I want to take a look back to a forgotten miracle. We're talking about forgetting here. There's a forgotten miracle in the Old Testament, forgotten by many of us here, that actually is a type, a picture, a prophetic picture of this event. Did anybody find it? Anybody, did it hit anybody as you were studying ahead? <laughs> hint, hint, all right. Look at 2 Kings 4. 2 Kings 4. Turn your Bibles to 2 Kings 4. And it's on, if you're using this Bible, it's 307. Otherwise, you're going to have to find it yourself. So, First uh, and 2 Samuel, First and 2 Kings. And in 2 Kings 4, we have, in order to really appreciate what Jesus has done with the 4,000, feeding the 5,000, feeding the 4,000, before we can really appreciate that, we have to go back to the Old Testament. Because anything you see Jesus do, you can find it in the Old Testament. There is a thread back somewhere. That's what the Old Testament is. It's a prophetic picture of our spiritual battle in Jesus Christ coming to, to save us. That's what the Old Testament is all about. And we find here a forgotten miracle in 2 Kings 4, 42 to 44. And I'm going to read it first of all. It says, A man came from Belshelashah, bringing the man of God 20 loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha said. How can I set this before a hundred men, his servant asked. But Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says, they will eat and have some left over. Then he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. And this is a type. This is a prophetic picture of what Jesus is going to come to do. In fact, uh, a type is a prophetic picture. It's a picture showing what's going to happen someday. We've already talked about Elisha. We've been discussing him, how he's a picture of Jesus. Elisha, what does Elisha mean? What does the name mean? Yes, yes, God saves. My God is salvation. Eli Shah. My God is Hebrew. My God is salvation. God saves. That's, that's what it means. 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, my father, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Eli, my father, my father saves. You're jumping ahead on the Joshua part, uh, Jesus part. Uh, Eli is my father, okay? My father is salvation. My father is salvation. Eli, my father, Shah, salvation. Okay, that's the Hebrew. All right, we've already talked about how he's a type of Jesus. Now, now I'm going to connect the dot to Jesus. Jesus is a Greek word. What is the Hebrew for Jesus? Joshua, right? For those who were here at the beginning, we, were gonna, we went through Joshua. Joshua is the Hebrew word that means God is salvation. Not my father this time, but God is salvation. Or Yahweh, which is a form of Jehovah, is salvation, okay? Joshua means God is salvation. God saves. Jesus is the Greek form of that, okay? So that means God saves. Jesus, now I'm going to connect the dots here. Jesus was sent by his father... God to save us. It's all, it's all connected. Joshua, Jesus, Elisha. It's, it's a picture, a prophetic picture. My father saves. Who's Jesus' father? God. All right? And, and Jesus' name means God saves. And it's all connected together. And that's why Jesus came, to save us. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son, Jesus, to save us, to die for us on the cross, to pay for our sin, so that if we put our faith in him, we can be saved. So it's all connected. This is a prophetic picture. Now let's look at this forgotten miracle. This is a type, it's a picture that Jesus fulfilled with the two feedings. In fact, I was reading uh, one of my favorite authors, he's been dead for a long time, Arthur Pink is his name. And I love it. You can't get his books anywhere. They're not in print, but I, somebody had given me an old Arthur Pink book and I saved it. Now I, I go online and I Google and I find old used Arthur Pink books. And, and, he, and I was reading him recently and, and it hit me. Oh my goodness. I, when, I, when he was talking about this miracle, I said, I'm going to use that when I get to Mark chapter 8. And uh, sure enough, I'm going to. He brings out some great parallels here. First of all, both Elisha and Jesus were dealing with a hungry crowd, right? Both cases, they're dealing with a hungry crowd. Elisha takes pity on them. Jesus had compassion on them. They use what kind of loaves? Barley loaves. We know it, Elisha used barley loaves. And in Mark chapter 6, we know Jesus used barley loaves. Very likely he used them again. That's what they typically made all this bread out of, was the barley loaves, all right? Although it's not specifically mentioned here in Mark 8, it is mentioned in John chapter 6, which is the parallel to Mark chapter 6, Okay. Also, what did the, when he said, let's feed these people, what did their helpers say? They raised objections both times, right? Elisha's guy raised the objections, and the 12 apostles raised the objections. But in spite of that, Elisha and Jesus still worked through their dodos, all right? And there were leftovers, but there, were a lot, there was a lot more leftover after Jesus fed. There's, this is where the differences come in. Jesus had a lot more leftovers, 12 baskets, 7 baskets, and he started with a lot less. Elisha started with 20 loaves. Jesus starts with 5 loaves and 7 loaves here in this passage for the, for the feeding of the 4,000. And Jesus fed a lot more people. Elisha fed how many? 100, which is still a lot, right? But Jesus fed 5,000 and 4,000, 9,000 men, probably 27,000 people, almost 30,000 people he probably fed. And Jesus threw in something extra. What did he throw in? The fish. He throws in the fish. This is a real buffet, right? It's a, a bonus buffet with Jesus, a lot more. And not only that, Jesus used his own power. 
Elisha depended on God's, God's power, but Jesus had that power because he is God. He is God. He's the Son of God and equal to God. Now, I want you to remember, isn't that pretty interesting that there was a prophetic picture? And the people who had the messianic expectation at this time connected the dots. They did connect it. That's why when Jesus fed the, the 5,000, they went to make him uh, king by force. They were going to force him into the kingship because he, they knew the Messiah, bread from heaven, Elisha feeding the people. They recognized the prophetic picture. They knew this. They were waiting for this Messiah, right? So remember this because it's, it's a wild way that Jesus fulfilled the type by feeding the 5,000 and 4,000. But this is one I really want to focus on today. We really need to remember what this miracle in Mark chapter 8, is teaching us today. And that is to remember. <laughs> remember. Let's read it again. Mark chapter 8, we'll start with verse 16. Look at what the whole point of Jesus is saying here in verse 16. They discussed this with one another and said, it's because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you still talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Read this to yourself. As we're reading this, think of your, ourselves here, okay? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears that fail to hear? And don't you remember? There's that word. Remember. When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many baskets of pieces did you pick up? They answered, seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? Do you still not understand? It's vital to remember what God has done in our lives in the past. It's vital. It's vital. Why? Because that's the key to moving forward in our faith. If we don't remember what he's done in the past, that's the key to moving forward in our faith today. It's, that's the whole key. In the midst of your trials, in the midst of your struggles, in the midst of your temptations. Anybody experiencing any of those today? In the midst of trials, struggles, and temptations, do we freak out? Do we react in fear? Or do we step forward in faith? How do we respond? History. I love history. Paul and I love history. And we say this all the time. If you don't know history, a lot of people, I hate history. If you don't know history, what will happen? You repeat the same mistakes over and over and over. That's why it's vital to know history. And that's why it's scary that in the U.S. we don't teach history very well anymore. And we are making the same mistakes all over. You repeat the same mistakes. That's why it's so important to know history. And spiritually, it's the same thing. It's vital that we know, remember what God has done in our past. Or we'll keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. Understand this. Every trial and battle that we go through and the victory that God gives to us in the midst of that is meant to grow our faith. Understand that Every, everything we, we go through, it's meant to grow our faith. That's the whole purpose for it. Every trial, every battle, and the victory comes out. God is put in our life for a purpose to prepare us for God's ultimate purpose. He's preparing us for heaven. He's getting us ready. He's moving us forward. That's what God's whole purpose is. Very, very important to remember that. In fact, uh, David Jeremiah, who I, I, I send you his devotionals very often. I'll forward them. There was one he recently had that I'm going to read to you. It, I saved it for this passage because it really hit me. The title is Yesterday's Fights, Today's Faith. And he quotes, first of all, David. David, when he was fighting Goliath, 1 Samuel 17, 36. 
David said, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David Jeremiah goes on to say, When the shepherding lad David went to check on his brothers in the army, he was alarmed to find them paralyzed with fear because of the threats of a Philistine giant named Goliath. The whole army seemed stupefied from King Saul down to the lowest ranks. David offered to take on the giant, but his brothers were scornful and Saul was doubtful. You are a youth, Saul said. But David told him how he had killed the lion and the bear that had threatened his flocks. In verse 37 he said to them, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And God did. And then listen to this part. This is really a great application. Our Lord's past performances of faithfulness. Our Lord's past performances of faithfulness is the ever-present comfort during times of distress. One of the reasons God allows trials is to strengthen our faith for the future. Don't waste yesterday's lessons by forgetting the deliverance of God. The same God who delivered you from the lion and the bear will give you victory and grace today and tomorrow. Wow. Never, never forget the things he has done for you. David Jeremiah from When Your World Falls Apart, which is a book he wrote. If you feel like your world's fall apart, you might want to get his book there. Never, never forget the things he has done. That, I think, is just a powerful, powerful devotional. Powerful. What do we need to remember today? What grace in our life do we need to remember? Remembering God's grace. That's the title today. How has God provided a miracle for us in the past? Well, if you're here and you're a Christian, you already know one big one. He saved you from judgment and eternity separated from God. He saved you from hell. He saved you from a life of emptiness and nothing a worthless life here because he's given you a purpose of being. That's a huge one, right? But what, what other miracles? Think of something else in our life that God has done. Something powerful. Have we forgotten that? Are we panicking today because we have forgotten to remember? Just like Jesus said to those dodos, says it to us. Have we forgotten? Because that's supposed to grow our trust and our faith. What we went through in the past was supposed to grow our trust and faith. Don't waste the past lessons. Don't waste them. Or guess what we'll have to do? We're going to have to go through them over, all, all over again. Right? We just, God has to repeat the lesson. Okay, you didn't learn it this time. I'm going to put you through it again. Until we finally learn to trust him and not panic and freak out and fear. We learn to trust him. That's, he keeps trying to grow us in that faith. I think of uh, some challenges I've faced, and if you've ever had children, you know there's challenges with children, right? Uh, and especially as they get older and they become teenagers, and, and I'm on another cycle. I, we like have like three families. You know, we call them the bigs, the middles, and the littles, we call them. And, and I'm entering a second phase of teenagehood, you know, a new group. The, the bigs are done, and now the middles are entering that. And we're starting to face those same challenges. And, 
And I, Kim and I have talked about it, and, and we're hitting these same things, but I'm doing a little better this time. <laughs> Can't wait for the third group. <laughs> I'll be like, do whatever you want. I don't care. You know, I'll be exhausted by that. Raise yourself. Go live with wolves. You know, right? It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But I, what I've noticed is that what's helped me is, as I'm facing the new challenges again, is, well, I remember last time God brought us through this. It's going to be okay. Not everything's going to be okay, but it's going to be okay. God's going to bring us through this, and he's going to work. And, and so I'm not freaking out as much on God or on the kids. I'm doing better this time. Not great, not perfect. I'm not judging, giving myself an A yet, but uh, maybe by the 13th one. But, uh, but that, that's what I'm, I'm seeing is, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get is, think of your lives and the trials that we face. You might not have 13 children, but we all have many trials, right? And what, instead of freaking out or becoming fearful or you know trying to control something or you know you know all the things we do when we don't like what's happening can we remember remember what God has done in the past and focus on that and that will allow us to focus on what God is trying to do in our life because there's a reason he's trying to do something in our life. he's trying to grow us in our faith and mature us in many ways. And what is he trying to do in my life? Don't waste those lessons. Remembering God's grace. Maybe you're here today and you've never acted on God's grace. Very, very important. Have you ever acted on God's grace? Becoming a Christian, giving your life to Jesus Christ, putting your faith. Before we can move forward in our faith and grow in faith, we have to put our faith in Jesus Christ. We have to act on that grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one may boast. Have you ever acted on God's grace? Put your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. How do we act on that grace? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever put your, believed in Jesus, put your faith in Jesus, given your life to him? Have you ever taken that step and, and, and acted on God's grace? You might be in a trial here and you might be seeking God because of that trial. God puts trials in our life to bring us to our knees, to bring us to the cross of Jesus Christ, to bring us to seek his mercy and grace. But the first step is putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. As we go to this time of prayer, I'm going to ask each of us to really be praying about how God is speaking to us through his word and his Holy Spirit this morning, through the words of, of Christ here in Mark chapter 8. Maybe here, Tain, you've never acted on God's grace by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. But today can be that day. Today can be the day of salvation for you. Today can be the day of, the, of real life here and, and life forever with God someday. Today. It starts with faith. Putting your faith in Jesus. You can do it right now. Right where you're sitting. 
by praying to God. In your head, in your heart, just pray to him. Just say, God, I, I want a new life. Here on earth, I want a new life, and I want a life forever with you someday. I want to receive your grace, your gift. I put my faith in your son Jesus, who you sent to save us, to save me. I know he died on the cross for me to pay for my sin, to pay for everything wrong I've ever done or ever will do. I believe that. And I repent of that sin. I don't want sin anymore. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I give my life to you, God. If you've prayed that prayer, or if you do pray that prayer, your life will be changed forever. Because Jesus will actually send his Holy Spirit to live inside of you. You begin a transformation process. It's a lifelong transformation process, but he's going to transform you. As you stay close to him and grow in your relationship with him, as you grow in your faith, I want to strongly encourage you to let somebody know if you take that step of faith. Let me know. Fill out the card. Text me. Call me. Email me. Tell me on the way out. Tell someone you have a friend or family member. Let them know. Because we're going to be excited and also we can help you in your new life in Jesus Christ. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, what step of faith is, is the Holy Spirit speaking to us about this morning. Maybe we've been freaking out about something or living in fear about something. A trial or a temptation or a battle we're facing. And we know we're stuck in the same place. But the Holy Spirit is trying to move us forward. And the key to that is remembering. What is the Holy Spirit reminding us of? The, the ways that he's worked in the past, the way that God has worked miracles in our life in the past, how he's brought us through things in the past, and how we don't have to fear the lion or the bear or the giant that we're facing today. We just have to have faith in God's grace. Father, we thank you that you have included all these crazy stories in the Bible because there's no one else who would have included every mistake that these people of faith made. But what an encouragement it is to us today as we make our mistakes, knowing that you understand and you forgive us, but you also want to move us forward. Pray that each time we face a giant in our life this week, we would remember the miracles of your grace in our past. And that's what we would focus on as we move forward in faith. Even as we're, we face defeats and struggles, and maybe somebody here today is tempted to give up, to quit, to forget their faith. 
But we pray your Holy Spirit would remind them that no matter how messed up we are, how, how much we have failed in your sight, Lord, that your grace and mercy are still there. And you're just waiting to pick us up and move us forward a step at a time, one battle at a time, one day at a time. I pray that you give us all hope in your grace and in your mercy. In Jesus' name.